Hey, this is Matt from Blue October, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. So, and she hopefully back with us next week. She's too busy meeting NHL legends apparently today. We've all been there. Yeah. So, um, and check out the uh, Facebooks and the Twitters for that one. Yep. So, um, yeah, a little delayed on this once again because everybody's schedule sucks this time. Oh, dude, the last two weeks for me just from a work standpoint have been insane, but. Fun, but insane. Yeah, Chris is in Nashville for number... Uh, well, let's, let's rewind it. I took my pop to Monday Night Football in Green Oh, Bay. yeah, that was the beginning of you being out of town. Yep. And then the next night was Milwaukee for Guns N' Roses, my 17th show since the reunion. Mm-hmm. And then... And then I came home for a few days, went to Nashville for work, went to the Titans and Bengals game, and then the next night was Guns N' Roses for my 18th show since the reunion. Yeah, so Chris has been all around the country. Slightly got, slightly had a moment with Axel, which was kind of cool. Yeah, which is awesome for you. So I know that was a, that's a big one for me. Big one for you. So and there's uh, been a lot of hockey since then too. Yeah, so we, we're gonna, like I said, it's hard for us to go back over. Like we'd be here for a long time. We'll be a lot of a lot of hockey. So we'll, we'll hit so the highlights. The Blues finally hit the first rough patch, pretty much. Yeah, I would say, you know what, and I'm going to have to lean on you a lot because I got to see the highlights, but uh, I missed both of these games just from being on the road. Yeah, so the Blues, we're not going to go into too much, so we'll just kind of give you the scores of some of the games that we uh, missed just so we don't have to go over every single one because it's going to be a lot to go over. Mm-hmm. So uh, last time we discussed everything, to my knowledge, it was the Toronto game. Was the last one? Yes, that, that, I believe we did so. Toronto game, the next game. So the Blues came back, played really well, and beat New Jersey three to one on a really good game. Had a okay game that they got away with against Arizona. They I was at three, that game where it's three to two in shootouts where they did not look good at all. No, they really Somehow didn't. Got um, by them on that game through forty minutes of that game. I really thought Arizona was going to win. Yeah, because we only had like what twelve or thirteen shots through that, and they weren't very good shots. Yeah, and they somehow pulled it out and yep. got it phrasing. Hey, a W's a W. Yeah, we got the shootout win thanks to uh, Braden Shin and yep. uh, Alexander Steen. Who, by the way, how great has he been this uh, year? Yeah. We're getting into that where he's just been phenomenal since yep. we've uh, picked him up. We'll talk about that in the Edmonton game. So, unfortunately, come back and then look. Luckily, this is the game I missed out of all the games to miss was the New York Islanders game where they lost five to two. That was an ugly game, and they were. I think it was pretty much four nothing before they started scoring. Uh, it was four no, yeah, it was four nothing. It was four to one. It was three five, nothing after the first. Yeah, at halfway through the first, really. Yeah. It was. I, I was uh, helping a friend to move uh, that day, and uh, we went to see Thor that night. And so I was uh, kind of out of condition. Still have not seen it. Solid, to say the least. Um, they go to the next game where they kind of have the rough patch, which we'll get into. Uh, they start their Western Canada trip. Yeah, and this is the game that I uh, I was watching the highlights come through on my phone. It's a very perplexing game because y- you should be able to beat Calgary when you score four goals. Yeah, and it's very back and forth, especially because Blues have always done really well against Mike Smith as well. Like Mike yes. Smith is a guy like for some reason the Blues just do very well. I mean, he seems like a decent goalie, but just 
Everyone's got that dude. Yeah, so we had that guy. So the Blues coming to Calgary after, you know, seeing if they have their first bounce back type game. When every time they've had a game they've played awful, like the Philadelphia game mm-hmm. and other games, they've always bounced back and had a pretty good game. The only exception was the uh, the first two losses of the year, which were um, – uh, uh, help me out, Carolina and Tampa. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Florida and Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Florida was a really bad game. That Tampa, a game they probably should have had because both teams are not playing that well, and it just you lost two to one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they come on to on the Western Canada trip. Um, I always have a couple of these a year. So this is the first one. So yeah, Blues start off early, and Vladimir Tarasenko with a hell of a wrist shot that. I don't know. I guess Smith was partially screened. Maybe he kind of just like acted like he didn't see it. Right. But it was also when you saw it hit that shot at the back of the net, it just like whipped in and out. So it was quite a shot. So Tarasenko uh, gets his ninth of the year from Pareko and Stastny at the three thirty two mark, and you're like, hey, hell of a way to start. I'm gonna hit the. I'm gonna go. I literally said, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Not come back. And Mark Jankowski has his second of the year from uh, Matthew Kachuk at the 454 mark. What's funny is is those goals happened so quickly that I never got the Tarasenko notification on my phone. Really? The first one I got was the tying goal. And then uh, Mark Jankowski comes back again later in the first at the 1345 mark and gets his third, his second of the night, from Yager and Bennett. And Jankowski was kind of on it. How did Yager look? Uh, Slow. Well, it's kind of the MO, right? He had a couple, like... Like really good hockey plays, but like what I would expect out of him, just had right. some plays, but nothing that nothing jumped out at me. Right. Like I like I said, he's still a good third line winger, but yeah, he was okay. I think but, that train's slowly coming to a stop. Yeah. Uh, Mark Jankowski, interestingly, um, for a little trivia buff here, he was the draft pick that Calgary used for when the Blues traded for Joe, uh, Jay Bowmeister. That was the Blues pick. Oh, so there you go. And he finally does start to hit his stride, it looks like. He made the team this year. So, yeah. Blues come back, and Jaden Schwartz gets his 10th of the year from Steen and Shin. They kind of switch up the lines here. 10. Wow. Yeah, they change up the lines a little bit here, um, trying to spark something. Basically took Shen and uh, Stasny and swapped them. Got it. All right, excuse me. Tarasenko, um, Stasny, and Steen was a line. And then Shen, uh, yeah, whatever the other one I'm trying to say. Right, so, I, know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so Schwartz gets his 10th from Steen and Shen, 16-21 on the power play. So Blues, 2-2, two to two. nice. We'll take it. Yeah. Second, uh, nothing happens in the second period. So this is kind of like what happened here. I just, I fell asleep on the couch. This is a late game. This is an 8-ish game. It was a Calgary game. Yeah, yeah. A Calgary game. So fell asleep and then weirdly woke up at the same point in the second period where I started and didn't look at the time. So I'm like, oh, I just drifted off for, like, it felt like, you know, it felt like a while, but it was, it was, but it, it was, was three hours. Oh, it was one thirty in the morning. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm like, okay, but I start watching the game and then all of a sudden it's like, this, this uh, has been edited for whatever. And I'm like, what time is it? And then all of a sudden <laughs> I'm like, oh crap. So I stay up and watch this. So Sam Bennett gets his first year from Jankowski. Uh, poor coverage here. And I really think, I think Alan, the game one, he really should have had, I think the Versteeg one, uh, that was a killer after the Blues came back and tied it. Basically, they traded goals after this. So, Bennett scores here. Then, 11-40-16 for his second from Stastny and Edmondson. Then, Furlan gets his seventh from Goudreau and Brody about 45 seconds later on the power play. Then, Tarasenko gets one 13 seconds later on a two-on-one. It seemed like in the third period, the goals were being traded back and forth at like a 
crazy fast pace. Yeah, the crowd's going nuts here after Furling gets the goal at the 12.31 mark, and then Terrison comes down and just buries one pass at the time, Eddie Lack. Which makes it 4-4. Yes, 4-4. And this is like, like I said, 12.43, so there's seven minutes, about right. seven minutes left in the game. Um, Mike Smith left after the first period. He had a collision where, I want to say Upshaw cross-checked somebody into him, and then they lost, and then... Uh, he finished the first and then never came back. So I don't know if it was a concussion spotter and then, but he hasn't played. He didn't not play the next game. They called up the goalie, so I'm not sure if it's concussion symptoms. Huh. I, I can't. I have to look that up. But I think, uh, I think Trevor Gillies or Gill, yeah, Gillies or something like that got mm-hmm. called up because he was part of that whole uh, fight that broke out the next game for Calgary. But anyway, this goal is where I thought he should have had it was a. It was kind of like a coming to the zone and just a one timer that Versteeg scores his third of the year from Brower and Lazar. At fourteen twenty nine, I miss Troy Brower. I th- I would be a perfect third liner that we need right now. God, right he winger. really would. Yeah, but took the money and run. I get it. So Johnny Gaudreau gets the seventh of the year from Giordano at the eighteen minute mark, and which then makes it six four, six four, and then Frolikis, which is an empty netter at the believe at this time yeah. from Kachuk and Backlund at eighteen fifty seven, and the Blues lose seven to four. So as they say, that escalated quickly. Yeah, I mean... A crazy third period here. Yeah, so. what, a combined eight goals in the third? And that would be three, and that would be four, so that would be seven. Seven goals in the third period? I mean, what concerns me is, like we said earlier, you should be able to beat Calgary when you score four goals. The other thing is, uh, I'm assuming Allen was in net for all except for the empty netter? Yes. They no, didn't Car- pull him? Uh, no, Carter Hutton got pulled. He pulled him in. After no, he stayed in the whole thing. He got pulled during the other game. I'm thinking of he got pulled in the Islanders game. Um, so this time everybody's it, it, it also going off on like, Allen well, too. It seems like every year, right around this time, Allen hits the skids. I think it's a Blues goalie thing to a degree because I think Elliot always had the same thing, man. Like it's just one of those things where somebody like they have some three or four games where they just like don't know what. But doesn't it seem like it's always right around Thanksgiving? It always seems like near the end of the year type thing. Yeah. It's weird. Like, Alan's thing the one year was, oh, he just had a kid. Right. You know? Uh, Elliot was just, you know, it happens. Like, every goal, like we said, it happens. So, you're just hoping that the skid is, like, one or two games. Yes. Maybe three, not five. Or well, like it was last year during that, that period where we were, like, debating if the would go out and trade for a goalie. Well, time. that was the year we, we went out and got in Brodeur. Well, not that year. I was talking about last year when oh. Allen was really bad, and right. they, he basically fought through it. But the good thing is, you know, this is a Blues team who has been winning at such a, a, a fast pace that they built themselves up a good cushion. That despite dropping those games, you still have, I think, a four, five-point lead. Yeah, six-point lead going in this one, but Winnipeg has been on fire. And, yeah. Uh, quick note, they won again today. We're recording on the 18th. Yeah. Um, and they're only two points behind the Blues, but the Blues have a game in hand as well. Which they play tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So Against a very terrible Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, who's been like, – well, yeah, they've been terrible lately. The last, But they've been – started off really well, and they've been kind of going back to where the people thought they would be. They're right. only getting scoring from pretty much their top line. So uh, we'll talk about that one. But we'll talk about this Oilers game and how great the Braden Shen trade is over, again and again and again. I think before we even get into this game, we have to talk about the fact that um, every year there are teams that seem to be anointed as the next team. I think this year you can look at two teams 
in the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars, who everyone was like, these are your teams. There's your central winner. There's your Pacific winner right there. Yep. It's going to be the Stars and the Oilers. Both those teams are terrible. Terrible. Uh, the Oilers are under 500 going into this game. Yep. Uh, Dallas is treading at 500. Like I think they're 8-8, eight and eight, I believe, at one. I think Dallas is last in the central. Uh, yeah, because they're eight and eight. Yeah, and Edmonton is fourth or fifth. They're last. No, they second last? No, because uh, I forgot the Coyotes are awful. Right, they are terrible. They they are for real terrible. They set the NHL record. They did not have a regulation win in the first twenty games. That's Jeez. The, and guess what? St- make that twenty one. They've won the last two games, but they both been in overtime. Wow. So yeah, they won the last two games, but they do not have a regulation win yet. I, you know what? Again, being at that game against Colorado, against uh, Arizona in St. Louis a week or so ago, you know the they're not like, a bad team. Yeah, and I think the Blues are just like, yeah, we got this. Oh, I 100% think they were looking past them. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad team. No. They're very young and they're very fast. Um, they just Clayton don't. Keller have, looked good in that game. So. Yeah. They just don't have um, that enough chemistry parts, together. Enough yet. parts either. They just have a couple of things they need to come into place. But, yep. So, anyway. Like you said, the Oilers was expected, especially with uh, McJesus right. over there, was supposed to be considered like the Crap, team. I forgot to order that uh, autographed jersey box. Oh, yeah. I popped up my thing in today. But uh, yeah, they were expecting them to be this big powerhouse team that just rolls through people. Sure. And then uh, not so much. They're fast. I mean, wrong. Watching that game. Oh, that, they're for real that, fast. That first shift they had, uh, Dry Seidel, McDavid, Maroon Line, I was dumb. Like, that was just like. Stressing me out. How great watching. is that to see a floor hockey veteran on the first line of uh, of Edmonton? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Who says there's no future in our, in our old league? Yeah, I know we have to. I should come back. Make a comeback. I might be. I might be. I might be on the starting line for the. Uh, I might be an all star on the uh, Coyotes if I come back. You'll be so, both. Yeah, I play, I play goal for the Coyotes probably. <laughs> I'll give you a fourth line center. Yeah, there you go. So they. Uh, that's great. So. The joke there, for those of you guys who don't remember, is that Pat Maroon played in our floor hockey league for a season. Yeah, and destroyed everybody. Yeah, correct. And uh, <laughs> and somebody decided to trash talk him, and was about ready to get destroyed. So dumb move on my part. Oh, that was great. So what was the final of that game? It's like seventeen to one. Seventeen to one, and then that one goal we didn't even score. Technically, Chris scored. Technically, I scored it because I was the last guy on our team to touch it. Chris cleared the puck, and then Pat Maroon got it and shot into his own net. Right. So. <laughs> In order to avoid the mercy rule. Yeah. Ugh, so <laughs> awful. But um, so the, coming to the Oilers game, the first shift, like I said, I was like, uh-oh. Like, not looking – like, oh, Allen had a good save. I'm like, okay, but that first shift. And then later on, it's go, then it kind of settles down for a while. There. Yes, it did. And then uh, a very similar-looking goal to a pretty famous Blues goal happened here. Uh, Vladimir Saboka gets the Blues' first shorthanded goal of the year at the 15-14 mark from Petrangelo and Stasny. So Petrangelo gets the puck and just clears it down the ice, and Spoka's chasing um, Clefbaum down. And as Clefbaum's going behind the net, and there is uh, Talbot. Tal- this is a, it wasn't Clefbaum, as people have like pointed out. If you watch it, it's uh, Talbot who was trying to get the puck past Clefbaum, and he hits his own skate. Yep. And it bounces back in front, and Saboka's right there and just – Easy backhander, and it kind of reminds me of the Alexander Steen goal yeah. against uh, the Kings in the overtime when he got the that for Jonathan Quick. Against Quick, yep. So I was that's 100% what I thought when I saw that. And I'm like, okay, that's a give-me goal. I'll take it. That's his fourth of the year. So 
paying dividends already. As much as people give Saboka crap and stuff, I think he's done not too shabby on, like, do I really want him on top two lines? Not especially, but he's doing okay. So I really can't say anything bad right now. So Blues, unfortunately, cannot hold the lead again. Uh, Ryan Strom gets his third of the year from Benning and Nugent Hopkins. It's a power play goal uh, at the 15-43 mark. The Blues uh, were doing okay on the penalty kill and then um, kind of cycled around, and Strom just rifles a shot pretty much past Jake Allen's head, and it was, that's why it was hard for him to save this. So didn't really happen, but the Blues and Oilers are tied at one going into the second. But luckily, Alexander Steen gets one back on the power play. His third of the year from Shen and Petrangelo. So pretty much a shot from the, um, the point. Shen is battling in front, and then Steen kind of knocks it in past the sprawling uh, Talbot, who's kind of like falling backwards into the net. kind of chips it up and over him. And the Blues go ahead 2-1. to one. And then the third period is the Braden Shen show. So Boy, is it. So a 2-1-1 on one after uh, Shen makes a hell of a play to strip McDavid of the puck. Yep. And comes down on 2-1-1, on one, is looking at Upshaw most of the way, and fires a shot. A shot over Talbot's uh, blocker side, short side. A really great shot. His sixth of the year from Upshaw at the 544 mark. Blues up 3-1. to one. So you got to really enjoy this. And then this play. Ridiculous. Fantastic. A per, like It was a completely a set play, and it worked to perfection. For once, we win a freaking faceoff, which is in the offensive zone. on offensive zone on top of that. Pareko has kind of a shot pass that I think Schwartz is supposed to like kind of like one time this with like with his stick, but he was tied up with some of the defenseman in front and perfectly angled his skate for it to bounce from his state his skate to Shen who was sitting on the doorstep just hammered it and just hammered it home, and Shen with his seventh of the year from Schwartz and Pareko seven twenty eight and the Blues shut the door and he damn near got a natural hat trick because if you remember a couple shifts later he, he hit the post, uh, he hit right? the post. yeah. So, other thing that I love about this line, too, they were matched up consistently with the McDavid line. Yep. And, honestly, outside of that first shift, you didn't hear his name that much that last that No, night. you really didn't. Um, and I thought it was odd that um, – And also, Tarasenko did hit the post, I think, once. At yes. least once. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Edmonton never switched up that line to try to shake things up. And yeah, moving Drysaitel down to try to get some more just to offense. do something to have you know have two lines because really and look not to take anything away from the Edmonton Oilers they're an extraordinarily talented team but you know they, they've put together one amazing line and three more lines that are okay. adequate yeah okay and Strom the, honestly Strom did score this game but it's thirty year that trade with Everly is not working out because that gave no. that stripped away their depth and it's been yep. They're top-heavy. Yeah. And I thought for sure, especially once it got to be 3-1, to one, that you would see someone, and you figured it had to be uh, Dreisaitl, move down a line just to have more sustained power yeah. on the ice Maybe at all times. Maybe a shift or two, like for a something. little bit. But nothing, nothing was consistent. They At the end, they still had them on the same line, at yeah. least from what I remember. Because I knew when they pulled the goalie, I believe. They were still – yeah. uh, they might have pulled the goal. Anyway, by no near the end, I remember seeing them both on the same line, which you made note. So, Braden, so the trade with for two first and New York Laterra for Braden Shen. It's turned out to be 
Fantastic. Probably one of the, so uh, Jeremy Rutherford brought up this point the other day, like how great the trade's working out. Like that trade has been the best trade since, and he kind of left it out there, like, and people are filling it in. So I got two that I brought up a recent trade, like re- okay. recently. And um, let's one's, I take back one's probably kind of old. I would certainly say old not old. the Ryan Miller trade. Nope. Um, Where the Blues basically got a you know trade as somebody that's not as good for. I would uh, say since the Alex Dean trade, that's uh, that's what I came up with first was the uh, Lee Stepniak, who I was at his last game because he scored against the Anaheim Ducks in overtime for yeah. the Blues to win, and then he got traded the next day. For Steen and Koyakovo. As much as you want me to go off of Koyakovo, solid player. He was great for his time and here. And filled in for what you got for him and Steen. Yeah. Amazing trade. Uh, the other one, which somebody I thought about, but I couldn't think of the player, and then so they said it, it made sense. Christopher Olsen for Pavel Dimitra. That's a good one. That's a little older trade. That is. So, um, Andy McDonald would be another one. So yeah, so Doug Wade for Andy McDonald is not a bad an one. An aging Doug Wade. Yeah. Doug McDonald. Wade only played another year, I believe. I think year so. Or two. Um, and McDonald was fantastic for what three years, three or four years. He was. And then he had the concussion well, issues. Yeah, and the like, concussion issues. But out. he, you know, but he was here during the lean times. Absolutely. And then he was started. He was still here. That's when the concussions kind of hit him when we were starting on the upturn. He was yeah. near the end when they had the, the kid line like Berglund's. Um, uh, per- I Brian would. Oshie. I would put the Shattenkirk and Chris Stewart trade in there. Yeah. I mean, no offense to Eric Johnson, but it's not like he's lighting the world up in Colorado. Yeah, and Colorado hasn't. And he was a number one overall. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten paid over there, but at the same time, like, has the team been very good? Um, Blues have been consistently. I mean, obviously not far in the playoffs, but they had the playoffs been further than Colorado, and they've been in how like Colorado's been in the number one once. That yeah. one year they played really well, and after that, the one first they year won Patrick, the division, yeah, and then were out in the first round. Yeah, Patrick Waugh was the coach that year. So, um, yeah, I think the, I have recent memories; those are the only trades that I would put up there with this, as far as return on investment being fantastic. Yeah, so even like the trade, who knows? Like for now, the Blues are winning. Like obviously, those two first round picks, like if they turn to all stars or for yeah. some weird reason, Hall of Famers, then man, maybe not. But for right now, you gotta say like Yuri Laterra is floundering with three assists and not doing that finally started playing over there yeah i saw a couple of tweets from like he needs it, to change his number correct he's on 15 for people to know anyway he uh i saw somebody on the one of the like broad street uh whatever uh they're like the the sports nation guys right the blog or whatever i'm trying to say jesus christ jason it's late um and they were like, get your Laterra off the power play. And I saw so many Blues fans be like, man, you know nothing. Like, yeah. You've only had him for a couple of games. You know, I, you, I don't you know if I maybe had the blinders on. The first year was decent. With no, he's fine. Laterra. He was great the first year. And then just the cliff happened, and then he got the contract. And that's the thing is, like, if he didn't have that contract, and maybe he stuck with the – He was getting paid a lot of money for not doing a lot. If he was in the $2 million range and what he was doing – I Fine. think I think he'd been a lot more palpable. I think the four point seven million dollars, like for, and we had him for God two more years after this. Yeah, that's the thing that people like were sure. gravitating to. Like for what he did, if he was at two million, if we had to stick him on the fourth line. Okay, I can deal with two million on the fourth line. Like sucks, but right. The money. I don't know if there. his style of play suits Philadelphia either. Either I, I, that's why I was surprised Philly. I think Philly is one of the picks, obviously, and they're like, all right, right. we'll stash this guy on. 
they're pretty much in. They won't say it, but they're pretty much in a rebuild. Oh yeah, over there because sure. I mean they're. Gosh, they played well here. I can't say anything about that. Right, but their uh, defense is very, very young. So mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So Maggie said, you had the blinders on. At the same time, like nobody expected the drop off that he's had. Right, but yeah, I mean that that trade has been fantastic, and I remember everyone in Philly going, "He's great on the power play. He's not that good five on five. Well, I don't know. I mean. Maybe he's going to level off, but he sure seems to be pretty damn good right now in all aspects. I think that's I think that's part of it too, where they took him off the center because they thought he wasn't good enough center and put him on wing for the last two years. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those be like I'm going to bust my ass playing center now. Sure, and because I noticed, like, I he, think it probably he, helps also when you figure when you figure that he's he came from um, Philly. Who what was it? 2010. They made the finals, lost to Chicago. Yeah, it was after that. But uh, haven't really done much since, since then. then yeah. Um, to go to a team like St. Louis where you have a winning culture now mm-hmm. and you're always in the mix. And he has some, a young superstar. And like over there, they really don't right. have a, they have a guy that like he had his brother. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, no, he, he's on Arizona now, but right. they had, a. uh, Wayne Simmons, who's like an all-star, and Drew is probably all-star. I agree. A very good player. Used to have Hartnell. And Hartnell's not there, but they had nobody else really, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Gospier is kind of on his way up, but he had yeah. a, he didn't have a good year last year. Nobody really in goaltending except for Brian Elliott they got now. So, I mean. Agreed. So, I mean, they, they, don't, have, they don't have any – they kind of have a, not older team, but not a team that's like – I mean, now you have like Vladimir Terry Singles your winger now, like a guy who's scoring forty plus goals a year. Right, it's a little bit better of a situation. Six years old, you know. So you're looking at a guy who's on his still ascending. Yeah, not a guy who's maybe at his peak or maybe just starting to go down on his peak. Yeah. Like Drew no, is. I agree. So and I think that that Shen and Tarasenko combination uh, worked out very and, well. And Schwartz is uh, is going to only get better. And uh, at the end, like Jaden Schwartz, I think we finally have a healthy Jaden Schwartz. Oh, I agree. Uh, knock on wood there, but you know, right, he, right. Uh, like that last year, I think the ankle still bothered him. So you're not. See, yeah. I think you're seeing the what Jane Schwartz was. I think we can finally ago. retire the joke. Yeah, go with the joke in. Just for knock, me. knock. Who's there? F. Jane Schwartz. Yeah, because he's constantly <laughs> was constantly injured for how long? Like, like I said, about two years, man. Yeah, his ankle and everything. It just, would just like miss. Shots terribly. Yeah, and just not be on top of it and just the skating struggle. Then this year, like he's great. He's on top of it. He's and I think you're right. I, I think that the blues covered up um that it was probably still a nagging injury because the guy that you see this year and the guy last year are night and day different players. Yeah. And this guy is more like the guy who we had pre injury. Yeah. So hunting down pucks and I you know sometimes you're watching a game and he just like goes in a corner and somehow gets the puck away. Like yeah. from maybe like five, six guys yeah. that are all of a sudden He's the guy with the puck behind the net. Yep. Like, it's amazing to watch. So, he is having a very good year, to say the least. So Agreed. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. So, yeah, we are about an hour away from game time on the 18th uh, of November to watch the Blues take on the Vancouver Canucks. And the next week, the Blues are on a big homestand, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanksgiving week, the Oilers are coming here on Tuesday. Right. Uh, then after the holiday, they have Friday and Saturday back to back at home against Nashville and Minnesota. So has so anyone told th- Phil about the game on Tuesday? I'm sure Phil is ready to go and has okay. his mar- his maroon jersey. His not not his brother's. His I know. Okay. <laughs> Just so you realize, it's going to be a different number. Yeah. yeah. 
No, they're such dicks. So and, uh, and I think the boat shoes have been uh, the boat shoes have been cleaned boat up. Shoes. Yeah, boat shoes are ready to go. So anyway, <laughs> God, we're such asses. But uh, then they play Anaheim at the end of the month. So we only we only say things like that because literally, this is a guy who wore like dock shoes. Mind you, schooled me too. So I can't hear anything. Beat our ass in boat shoes. Oh yeah, so we can't even like it's it's more like I, we. I'm not saying like I am saying it to be condescending, but like I say it with with all respect to the fact that like this dude came out in loafers and just schooled us. Yeah, made us look like we didn't know what we were doing. Which, yeah. So anyway, Blues have a nice little home schedule coming up. Yeah. Uh, play the Kings on December 1st, so you will not be at that game for sure. Because, I will not. Because you will be at a concert. I might be there, too. We'll see. So um, I would love to go to that game, but, yeah, I I, uh, I have work that night. Yeah, the Kings are starting to not play as well lately. So they are kind of maybe – some people say come back. Yeah, they're coming down to earth a little bit. And they lost, I think, three in a row. I think two or three in a row. Yeah. But the Blues lost two in a row, and they had a good bounce-back game. And like I said, Allen played, I think, pretty well in that Oilers game. I agree. I think the Vancouver game, I'm curious to see. Uh, Carter Hutton's been on top of it, which I is really uh, Is Hutton and Golden Knight? Uh, no, Allen is. Again. Allen, okay. Yeah, last time I saw the projected lineups, they talked about uh, – well, let's, I'll bring this up real quick too because I know it's the third line has been pretty much a black hole all season. Um, but I will say there's a sequence where I kind of been down on Oscar Sundquist a lot, phrasing. Um, but he had that one shift on against Edmonton where he blocked like four shots. Oh, yeah. And like literally almost got his leg taken off by a slap yep. shot and barely made it on by – scooted over to the bench and somehow got over there. Yep. Is playing tonight against Vancouver. Uh, they did call Wade Megan up just in case under emergency conditions. Right. Uh, but he's probably not going to go tonight. So it's not like Sunquist is going to be in. Same lineup as has been. Uh, we'll go from there. So – uh, the other thing about this road trip of note, uh, Patrick Berglund and Jay Bomeister were on this trip. Uh, they Both said skating be, a little bit. They're skating. Uh, uh, Bomeister a little less than Berglund. Berglund's been about two or three weeks now skating. Has just started doing some work with the team, some five-on-five five drills. Right. Nothing like – and so, according to the Blues, he'll be reevaluated when they get back to St. Louis this week. So, don't be surprised if you see him. I would not be surprised if we see him a week from today. The twenty fifth, yeah. so I, that'd be the game against. It'd be back to back. It'd be against Minnesota. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised you see him that night or by the end of the month. I say the twenty ninth. I say that'd be a guarantee. He'd be at least be back in by then. I would say you see him by the end of the month. Yeah. So and that he said early December. So he's slightly ahead. So we'll take it. Um, like I said, put him back on our third line. He was our second leading goal scorer last year. Twenty three goals. So yeah, it can only be an upgrade. Yep. And then you can shift some guys around. And no offense, get Chris Thorburn off there. And move yes. Yaskin down. I mean, that's saying something, but we'll see. The Blues, I think, will have to address that sometime during the year. You can't go all 82 games in playoffs with that third line being the way it is. Yeah, Sorry. I agree. I agree. So that's going to have to be addressed eventually. So, And, again, I, I think you're right. I think you having Berglund on that line is a huge help. Yeah. So we'll get into some quick other NHL news so we can do our rants real quick. So I know – Yep. We both they like, brought it up to each other when we when I, we uh, came into my uh, house today. Uh, so the Winter Classic for next year, so oh, 2019, got announced today. God, I'm so happy that the drought is over. Yeah, Boston fans, Chicago Blackhawk fans, you're going to be so happy to finally have an outdoor game. You yep. guys have no idea what you've been missing. Number ten. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Has Chicago been in again before? Number ten. Oh, ten. Right? How many of those have been actual classics? Four. Five? Half, right? Half. I'd Last year against St. Louis. Home against Detroit. 
um, this coming one in two years against Boston. Mm-hmm. Now that's a Notre Dame. So I don't know what you consider that. If it's a Boston one or if that's but well, e- either way, it's a Winter Classic. Yeah. Um, are those the only three that have been official classics? Yeah. Were they have Wrigley? Did they have Wrigley? Wrigley right? was Detroit. Okay. Then I guess that's it. Then maybe I'm because wrong. Soldier Field against the Penguins was a stadium series. Um, Colorado was the stadium series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota was the stadium series. Minnesota it? was the stadium series. I'm wrong on the 10. I threw a 10 out there a little quick, maybe. Um, Quite a bit. They played they play Pittsburgh as Soldier. We said that already. Yeah. I got six. Maybe I'm right then. Six sounds right. Regardless. That's a lot. Dude. But it's been a lot lately as a thing. is like you haven't missed a year without them. I would say, see, they were the second winter classic which yes. was Detroit and Chicago at Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. And then it was like two years later was and the Stadium Soldier. Series. That's when they started the Stadium. They were the first part of the Stadium Series, too. Yeah. They just doing the Winter Classic, and then they started the Stadium Series, and they yeah. were the first ones to have a Stadium Series. Um, and now you're going to have, what, two out of the last three years are in the actual Classic? Yeah. NHL, look, here's the thing. Um, I get that you wanted to hitch your wagon to the – Chicago Blackhawks, because there for a while they were the hockey equivalent of the New York Yankees. I don't know if you've looked at the standings recently, but these are not the Chicago Blackhawks of, say, even four years ago. Yep. And secondly, you guys should probably go look at your social media pages right now. Oh, even Blackhawk fans are like... Dude, they don't care anymore. I'll go further than that. They don't want to be in outdoor games because they can't win them. Yeah, they have. I think they have not won. A game they have yet. not won an outdoor game. They like they they literally like we don't want to do this anymore. We keep losing the games, and it's like it it, it has become so passe that your your team audience like your audience for your team that is involved actively doesn't care anymore. Yeah, and Boston, Meanwhile, this is second winter classic. Yeah. So and, and they also had stadium series games too. Yeah, at least one I know of, right? Yep. So well, they three. were part of that whole um New York one. thing. Yeah. Um but dude, there are so many other teams. So many other teams. Yep. Like put what happened? I thought I heard at one point Philly and um Columbus, aren't it? Philly and Columbus mm-hmm. at the link. Yeah, which I think would be would great. be great. Because yeah. um, Ohio State has out, outside games, don't like outside like, oh, like if, hockey. If, I'm talking about if hockey you games. put, uh, regardless of outside or not, if you put a Winter Classic in the Horseshoe, that would be awesome. Yeah, and Columbus is a team that's on the rise too. Yes, like, that's that's what you want to promote. The only thing that I like about this game is where it's going to be. And that's Notre, Notre Dame, Dame Stadium, which I give them that, which is great. So I, I it's said, about like, even Boston. I'm like yeah. mildly okay with. I get it. Have one big market, then have one somebody that's an ascending team. Like pick Columbus, pick hell, even pick Nashville. Agree. Like, Nashville should have one. Yeah. Nissan Stadium would be fantastic for one. Yeah, like do that. Like I mean, I mean, I mean, say the Blues get one. Hey, I'll take a break for five years. It was one of an experience of a. It is. Lifetime. Then and I here's a blast. Give now, it to other teams. Give now other that you've been to one, it. will you agree with me? They're better to watch on TV. Yes. 
Like yeah. watching it, it was cool. It, the experience is cool, but to watch, to watch the it, game not, is difficult. Because I was in for um, you were in the bleachers. You were center field bleachers. Center field bleachers. So I virtually most of the game was looking over my left shoulder at the big screen, watching the game like if I was watching on TV. Because right. from my distance, you can't see the puck. You can't see what's going on. So right. you kind of like to see what was going on. I'd be kind of like one eye on the screen, kind of maybe look back every once in a while. Yep. But um. Like, where I was for the alumni game was great, which was right behind the... I was probably about 15 rows up from the blue... Not from the... Well, from where the Cardinals uh, dugout is. Okay. That's where I... So, that that's that was not bad. Right. Like, that was pretty cool. But, but yeah, like you said, like, the ambiance everything is, like, what you're going for. You mostly. go for the experience. Yeah, you don't go for watching a game. Like, right. watching a game, unless you're, even up high is, like... That's why the seats up high are the most expensive. Because you can look down into the stadium. Yeah. Um... There, the, the NHL needs to start rotating teams. They have this thing where they seem like they always want an original six team in. Dude, that's done. We get it. Yeah, we get the original and, six, and thing. we get the original six for most part are all large markets too. And I get it. And I tell you right now, you're going to start seeing Toronto a lot more because of Austin Matthews. Yeah, um, I am shocked you haven't seen Edmonton in one yet. It's, it's they want North American teams is what if supposedly supposedly the whole thing is they wouldn't put that's why they had the Heritage Classic so they would have like Canadian teams would get theirs dude look which is dumb in my opinion but if you're going to grow this game you need to put, you your, need to put your big stars out there and if you're not going to put people like Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid on the Winter Classic you because of where the they fail. play the there's a time. reason you're the fourth of the big four yeah and a far fourth right times. Um, that's talking about two I'll, people I'm who, not, who love hockey too. Like, and I'm not saying you need to put Arizona in one. I'm not saying that because they're not there yet, and I get it. No, but like the Dallas Stars should have had one by now. Yeah, which is obviously not a home game. Yeah, you unless you could find a way to put a rink in Cowboy Stadium, like, which I'm was, sure you could if you could remember, put one in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, remember the rumor was for a while until finally it was the Blues and Blues and Stars, the Blues and Stars, because it was 50th anniversary for both. Which I still think it should have been. Which I would love to see that. Cause I hundred percent jerseys or yep. are, sim- are similar versions of the North Stars jersey because they own that. They technically own the North Stars. Right. I hundred percent wish it would have been Blues and Stars because I think it would have made sense. It makes sense, but I get I hundred percent get the Chicago Blues thing too. Anyway, another dumb Winter Classic, which is part of it. They're going to ruin the brand. Yeah, I'm probably not, I'm not going to go on my way to watch it this year. If I have nothing going on and I'm home and I get a chance to like flip it on, I'll flip it on. Uh, unless gonna, I find a way to watch it in Italy, I won't be watching. Yeah, it. you'll be. Yeah, you'll be out of the country, so you probably wouldn't care anyway. So even if you I would here, love to watch it. I mean, I watch it every year just because of what it is. And God help me, I am addicted to hockey, and I still I still find the novelty of the outdoor game fun. Yeah. Which everybody thought they were going to kill it with the stadium series stuff, but I think literally the same repeat teams over and over again. And this that's what's going to kill it. And the thing is, like nothing in Chicago or anything, or even Boston. Like since they've had the last one, have they had any like kind of guys emerge as big stars? No, Chicago really hasn't. Uh, DeBrincat is kind of like the only guys up and coming. He's up and coming. He's not like a big. Yep. Like, you got Panarin, rid of Panarin. You, you could have said Panarin, but not really. Um, Boston, I guess Pasternak probably wasn't there yet, or he was yeah. just starting. But outside of that, you really don't have anybody. David there. Backus, who hasn't played in one yet. He yes. was on the posters for last year's, but was gone. <laughs> D score, no, I swear, I'm saying something else. So, um, yeah, so interesting there. So, ah, uh, man. So let's see other uh, big news. I did have Chris just watched the uh, Rago Gudas play against. Uh, yeah, man, Crow. that was brutal. As of right now, uh, I have not seen a suspension come down. 
So he was summoned for he was summoned for an in person or offered an in person hearing, and that means you got a minimum of five. Right. He's only just been believe it or not, the dude's only been suspended twice so far. Two games and three games. So when you watch that clip and we talked about this, your first your first reaction when you see it is holy sh- Nikes, that's vicious. Yeah. Um you watch it a couple more times and I could make the argument that he was catching his balance and because Which I think you see right before he it. comes down with the stick, he's kind of reeling backwards and then lunges forward to catch his balance yeah. and the stick comes down. You can make the argument that um, he's just trying to catch his balance, but that stick goes straight to the back of that of his neck. Yeah, so I really think it's yeah, it's hard to make it. So I I said the same thing. I was like, I can see what he's going to go for, but it's like comparing your history and all the times you somehow skirted that line and right. not gotten anything. Like, yeah, he's going to be out for a while. I think. Yeah, I would say I, if you don't give him at least fifteen, that's yeah. not good. So I agree. So we'll uh, we'll start to wrap it up there. So. Uh, some little news and notes for the uh, podcast. So we're going to wrap up our little contest here. And thank you to everybody who's retweeted and shared. We've had we got a ton. We've had nearly almost 250 entries. That's awesome. So between the two. And I've been busily writing them down and putting them in little pieces of paper. Uh, I did all of Facebook the other day as of uh, the 15th. Wow. Um, so I think it's starting to kind of like I'll put another kind of I'll retweet it again during the game tonight against Vancouver and I'll also do another one next week. We're definitely wrapping up on Thanksgiving. Okay. Anything after Thanksgiving, I'm not going to count. And then uh we're going to do the drawing talk to Ashley and try to do it on the game uh, a week from tonight. Okay. The 25th against Minnesota. I'm in Minnesota to have it live on Facebook during the game and she will draw it. Okay. Or she'll draw it and then show who the name is. I'll ask her how she's going to do it. We'll talk about it. Got so, it. or if she is busy, I will do it. And then uh, I will not. You will be in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah, always traveling. So, show nineteen. I'll say you're. You virtually always hit every coast, and except for south, in the last like, three weeks. Yeah, I've been as far north as you can get, as far east, and I'm going as far west. Yeah. So and you're all over the place. So, uh, I was going to ask you, STP singer, what are your thoughts? Um, I'll give him a shot. It's, 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 I listened to the live show on a Sirius today when I was driving. Yeah. It sounds like in that like you just try to like, not think it's a new guy. Just like, just listen. It weirdly sounds like Wyland, but it sounds like he's off. Yeah. Me. I mean, like there's parts where I'm like, that kind of sounds like him. Then all of a sudden you're like, listen to later in a song. You're like, it just doesn't sound right. Like it's, it's not him. Like, you know, it's not him, but it just sounds like he's off. So it's really odd to me. To me, and I love STP, I always have. I think that you're looking at a band who... They should have just changed the name. Well, when they lost Wyland, they decided, all right, let's go for someone well-known. Well, at the time, they were looking for a new singer anyway before Wyland. Right. They kicked them out because of the drugs and stuff anyway. but And they're like, let's just go for something completely different. And they went with Chester, which I honestly, I saw saw them play with Chester, and I thought it was great. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell now that they're trying to go, let's get someone who's not as high profile who can just do the stuff. Yeah. <sighs> you guys, okay. Like I said, I'm going to give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I, I, I want it to I, I did not listen to the new track yet. I'll say that. I much. haven't either. So uh, anyway, side note. Okay, back to uh, here we go. Except for programming. So the contest will be ending. Uh, we will try. I am in the process. Uh, he's very busy. Right now, but we're going to have an interview in our interview series coming up. Hopefully, Jeremy Rutherford will be on pretty soon. That's a great one. So we'll have him on uh, talk about his time at the Post-Dispatch, 
the, what's going on with the athletic and what he's thinking about the blues this year. Yeah. So I got a couple more that I'm working on, working on some stuff for the hundred show. Still going to talk to Chris about some options tonight um, and see what we're going to do there. Cause I think I got a couple of things in the pipeline. So uh, like I said, contest ending. Thanks for doing that. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at blues hockey NHL. Chris is at, at Hossapalooza. Ashley's at Ashley Reigns. I almost said Ryan. Close. Ashley Reigns. And on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. And then also, if you want to email us for some weird reason, blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. So remember, also go out and buy our shirt at glassbangers.com. Yep. Helps us out with the podcast. Uh, remember, if you buy one, take a picture with it. Because I've had a lot of people hit me up saying they're going to get it and stuff, and yep. nobody's taking a picture and put it out there. Are they you got a week? Tag, or you haven't tagged me yet? Just tag me, and then you're you get uh, five additional entries for that. Yep. Remember, you also get an entry if you go to iTunes and rate, rate us, us and review us. Yes, and so far, at least nothing's popped up since Chris has said that. At least last time I checked, I'll double check again. If you're listening to this right now, you can rate us and review us while you're listening to us. Yeah. While, That's a this, free this, this, this will be up while you're watching the Blues play the Edmonton Oilers because it'll be up Tuesday morning. There you go. Maybe Monday if I'm ambitious because tomorrow is my daughter's birthday. So I am busy. Busy tomorrow on the 19th. It is nuts tomorrow. God help me. 13 eight-year-olds at Dave Buster's. So that's where I'll be tomorrow. If you see a guy crying in the corner, it's probably me. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, so on to that's uh, what's going on here. So yeah, that's about it. So we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Cool. Anything else? Uh, I want to just give a shout out to the guys at Fan Cave Sports. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at the job they did on my signed Gretzky jersey. Have we decided on who's all the names on it yet? Are we still working on we have We know everyone but two. Mm. So it's we know for sure. Obviously it's Gretzky. signed by Hall, Gretzky, McSorley, McSorley Pat LaFontaine, ah. and Yari Curry. Oh, so it was Yari Curry. There's two that we can't figure out. Mm. I said Yari, we said Yari Curry, but we were like, yeah. we couldn't find anything to match that. So I guess you guess we got got one that was close yeah. to it. Okay. There's there's two that we cannot place. Mm. So maybe we'll t- maybe like, we need a chance. Maybe take a picture and put that out there. Maybe have uh, some sure. our fans help us out. So. Um, but these guys do phenomenal work. They sell, and they have a store in the uh, uh, outlet mall just next to the bridge in Chesterfield. Not the Taubman one, but the other one. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it's called. Oh, I think yeah. St. Louis Premium Outlets, yeah. is it? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Uh, they have a store there. You can get you know pre-framed jerseys and autographed items. Yeah, that's cool. Or just you know hats, T-shirts, hockey jerseys, whatever. Uh, but these guys do phenomenal work. They're, they're really, really reasonably priced, and I encourage you. I'm not being – we're not – sponsored by them no nothing yeah there, there, there was no reason for me to, to brag about them aside from that they've done two jerseys for me now my gretzky and my brodeur mm. and I, I sincerely could not be happier with the work they've done mm, fantastic and another note that just popped up on me so brooke royal coming back yes they got their new show february 3rd and i believe uh one of the shows while i am out of the country at least Jack, if not Jack and Bond, will probably be stopping in on the show. Yeah, so we're going to try to have them on, and uh, they can talk about the show that's upcoming in February, and yep. uh, I'll definitely be checking that out because it's a I think I call it a low-dose show. It's basically about a lot of uh, uh, a cool drive is the one I recognized of yep. the five bands that I had besides them. So apparently a lot of local bands. It's going to be awesome. Go check it out. We'll have more information on that. Hopefully the guys will be on soon. Stop rambling on and let everybody get back to the show. So we'll yep. talk to you guys soon. See you guys.